Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Corecom, in which we speak with small cap executives right after important news. And he's done it again with us today, Bernard Turiol, Chairman and CEO of HPQ Silicon Trades of the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol HPQ and for our friends in Germany on Frankfurt under UGE. For those of you who knew the story, HPQ is planning on becoming a vertically integrated producer of solar grade silicon metal and other silicon metals along the way, which we're going to talk about. Ultimate goal is manufacturing solar cells at the lowest cost and the lowest carbon footprint on the planet. More than just lip service, they've got some of the best partners in the world that are working with them on this. Great financing partners. So they're definitely on their way and they're about to launch their pilot plant. That's their next stage. Bernard, welcome to the show. Thanks, George. So here's the latest headline. I'm going to read it if you pardon me. HPQ PureVap commercial plant costing indicates significant capex savings versus conventional plants producing silicon metal so that's a pretty is that, bold a, statement. Is that a mouthful or what but the part i look at is significant capex savings versus conventional plants producing silicon metal so you're basically saying you're going to be cheaper than all the incumbents yes like the the the, the very short answer is yes um and because we are actually, we've, we've been the first one, we're probably the only one that's only focused on the new, a new process, a new way of making silicon metal, right? Our original focus was solar, go all the way to solar. But what we suddenly discovered is that an incredible new massive window, massive market opened up to us because by shooting for being solar, and I'm going to be very clear, we haven't stopped for shooting for that. By shooting for going solar, we realize that what we do in between, we do better, cheaper, easier than anybody else. Um, so, yeah, I'll yeah, be you, stupid. There's, I, going to be, there's a million tons short of that material, which is very hard for traditional smelters to do. And I can come in for a tenth of the cost because I don't need the, the massive thing. That's what it means. Your quote is what really caught my attention. With the Gen 3 phase start just around the corner, we are getting closer to the time when market participants will have no choice. Mm -hmm. Take notice that we're the only viable low capex, low opex alternative producing silicon metal. Yep. What, what is, what's different about this press release is how bold you are, because obviously there are incumbents around the world producing silicon metal right now. They're going to be reading this and saying either, this guy is full of it, or holy moly, we're 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 concerned. You know, do we have something to be concerned about? What's so different this time that you're going so bold and go and and just saying it like it is? Well, you know, we've been doing this in 2015. Um, we've been doing multiple tests. I think we're probably up like a 150 tests. The system's operational. We know um, there is so much 
technical mumbo jumbo in this that it is hard for me sometimes to uh, bring it down to the simple essential. All right. If you look at this press release in conjunction with the other press release we issued in June, where we said we need four and a half tons of raw material to make one tons of raw material, and we can use standard type of coal versus in process. Now we're basically saying, okay, that's nice. And now we're saying we can build a plant that can do this by that's going to have a scaling up incremental factor of two, only 2,500 tons. Okay, but we're already at 5,000 tons as cheap as a tier one producer, which desperately needs 30,000 tons. So we're just, that's what we're saying is the process is so efficient that um, it's a mind number. I'll tell you what a broker told me this week when he spoke to me. He says, it's so hard to believe, okay, that I'm scratching my head, but I don't want to wait till it's a buck when basically all, everything else has been eliminated. All the risk has been eliminated. If I well, that's, actually, I want to ask you about that. What is left in terms of the risk? Because you still got to do that. You still got to launch the pilot plant. So how, how far, if we're looking at a, you know, a graph of progress, zero being here, 100 being here, where are you right now in terms of, you know, how far, how close you are to absolute certainty of what you've got? Um, I would dare to say we're almost 75% there. Uh, and I'm not really worried about the next part of it. Now, since the beginning, it's part of the process, you know, it's a, it depends how you calculate the risk. Okay. If I believe at the end of the pilot field, uh, the pilot plant stage, uh, will we be able to produce, you know, four N silicon metal, um, having a 90% conversion yield, I believe strongly would do that. Will we do that on the first shot? No way. That's not the way it works. Okay. Well, you've never done anything on the first shot at any phase. No, no, no. It's like a Gen we, one, Gen two. We have a, we have an uh, internal joke. We, we, we call R and D research and destroy. Uh, hopefully we destroyed everything on the gen two. So we won't destroy anything on the gen three, but that's, you're asking what's the risk. That's the only risk, but the rest of it, the gen three is a scale up model of the gen two. Okay fundamentally one of the biggest risks was going from gen one to gen two because at gen two we were testing one of the big hypotheses which is can we operate under vacuum while we're doing a continuous operation we resolved that issue now we're just scaling it up and and then once the gen three works then the scaling up factor from going from the 50 ton to a commercial scale 2500 ton is smaller than the one we're doing now and once we have our first commercial plant operational and, you know, we remove all the kinks out of it, we got it to operate as we want to, then it's just, you know, we just, you know, basically copy, copy the plant. You know, you're not the first company that's come along in the last about 10 years and talked about processes and things like that and improving processes, metallurgy. Unfortunately, we've had a couple of big, you know, a couple of big flame outs in the past. What <laughs> is it, the difference here? What does it mean to you? The fact that when you say we, you're talking about pyrogenesis and Apple all solar and specifically for this press release, pyrogenesis is a third party that provided you this data. And we all know that pyrogenesis is a world renowned technology company. So, you know, how much more confident does it make you when you have your discussions with potential partners, potential customers or anybody in the industry that you can back this up as third party data, not just your own data internally, where you might be tweaking your own numbers. 
basically, since the start with pyrogenesis, our aim has been to, to go to commercial scale. Uh, I think Peter has said it multiple times here in other, in other venue. He doesn't have the brain power to waste on fiddling with the numbers to do, doing something. Okay. Um, yeah, he's not selling to the U.S. Department of Defense and European. Uh, like it's, it's, he doesn't have time to waste. He's got a full plate as it is. Yeah. So w w the truth of the matter is, is that I've sort of studied every one of the failures. Okay. And I think the biggest failure has always been um, to try to play this as a resource play. So I got this massive resource and then we can come up with a beautiful, massive PEA and then you're sort of stuck with her. We didn't take that route. We're not taking that route. We're focusing, we're, we understand that we're an industrial, we are in an industrial metallurgic play, right? Market is massive. Um, barriers to entries are very high for everybody else except us because we've sort of demolished them or we're in the process of demolishing them. Um, so that's really been our approach. Our approach has, hasn't been to build a technology. I just saw another company uh, has a bigger market caps in the graphite space. Yeah, beautiful. They have a beautiful deposit. They, what they announced, they're going to spend 20, $11 million to build a demonstration plan for high value product in the battery space. Uh, newsflash. I have one. I've paid for it. It's operational next, uh, next quarter. That company has a market cap three times bigger than me. Something is missing here, guys. But, that, but that's the way the market is. I'm not, I'm not like, I, I understand this. What we're doing is so groundbreaking that everybody looks at me and says, you know what? I'll wait. I'll it wait. Almost, yeah, yeah, that, I think that's what it is. I think it almost scares people. I think it almost huh? scares people. I think it almost scares people because you're not taking the conventional route where people say, okay, conventional route. We Look at the conventional route. How many failures have there been in the conventional route? How many times it takes the, every, the market to realize that conventional doesn't work? Seriously, think about it. We're in the industrial mineral space, okay? And if you go saying two big numbers when you're a small company, it doesn't make any sense. I'm already thinking, how can I generate money with my pilot plan, which is a 50 ton a year, Okay. I'm not having, yeah, it's gonna be demonstration prove my technology work. I know how to scale it up. I know the numbers. I was having discussion with, with investors. Of course, financing a 2,500 ton plan is, 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 is bigger, but it's gonna be much easier because we'll have all the data. We'll have like four years of R&D. Um, and at that time, we get an outside engineering firm. Once we control everything, we tell them, okay, these are all the points. Not me, the guys at Paro, but I'm not worried about it. Like I was in a car with the guys at Paro once and I think in the car there was like, two PhD, one master's in engineering, and that was a dumb, dumb MBA in the car. That almost sounds like, that almost sounds like the makings of a joke in a car where three PhDs is <laughs> one And let's, let's talk about the numbers a little bit because you provide some numbers in the press release. So you provided numbers compared to two conventional plants. Mm -hmm. Let's start with Mississippi Silicon first, mm -hmm. where your cost per kilogram of annual capacity matches theirs. But what I found interesting, you said you can, you can match them but at 85% less CapEx. Okay. And so, you know, that's a, that's a massive number because they needed $300 million to build their plant. So at 85% less CapEx, that numbers to me, 15% is 40, you know, $45 million. So I got my numbers right there. Rough ballpark. It's easy to do. Yeah, yeah, we're ballparking. Just multiply five, 5 million kilogram plus the price. You got an idea what, what I'm talking about. Um, um, what you have to understand is that the traditional process, 
okay, the traditional process um, needs a certain scale to be economical. Oh, wait, sorry. sorry about this. The phones are ringing off the hook. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Something else. Um, I lost my dream. You need, a certain, you need a certain scale to be economical. Yeah, we need, they need a certain scale to be economical, okay? Because their process is massive. Uh, so they've sort of like, it's been, it's been the same process that's been tweaked, okay, tweaked by, by big boys uh, for the last 50 to 60 years. So they got it down to, okay, we know what works. Two furnaces for one smelter, 30,000 tons, basically, that's what works. So, they can't and, go smaller. They can't do two furnaces they, smelter they 5,000 tons. They can't go smaller. Okay, that, that's basically sort of like the rule of thumb. Everybody that tries to go smaller on the traditional process can't. And everyone's using the traditional process, so they're stuck. That's, so we're not using traditional process. We're using a reactor-based process. I'll just give you another small idea how it's different. Our system is a reactor, so we can fit within a plant. Wait a second. I thought I shut up my own. There you go. That's Sorry all right. About that. That's okay. Business is business, buddy. Go ahead. Business is business. <laughs> it's the same person calling twice. <laughs> That's okay. Um, what am I saying? Yeah, it's they have a traditional process. They have a certain way of doing. They know how their system works, so they understand every tweak and everything else. Okay, they're not going to willing willing to take a risk. What that means is that. And, and this is an interesting difference between Mississippi Silicon and the other project, okay? Mississippi Silicon is a tier one producer that decided to build a new plant, not in Brazil, but in the US. So they brought their expertise, their knowledge, that's why it cost $220 million for them to build it, okay? Oh, they're 220, back, okay, back Silicon, 300, okay. The Iceland one, okay, is a new player that wanted to come in. He doesn't have the expertise, so he has to sign deal with smelter manufacturers and he has to buy what's known as a turnkey project cost suddenly goes up maybe also because it's in iceland but cost goes up from 220 to 300 million dollars so that's and you're 90 percent you're you're saying you're 90 percent less capital. i'm i'm 90 percent because my reactor system is 2500 tons oh yeah that's what i was saying before i got interrupted with a phone, phone call like, just to give you a small idea of design when you build a smelter it looks like a smelter all right it looks, smells, so social acceptability is a smelter. Me, it's a reactor, okay? I can build it, and you would look outside of my plant. It would look like a standard two-level commercial plant. Right. What that means is for people that are willing to finance and participate in them, for them, if they finance my building, they won't get stuck with a specialized industrial plant. They'll just get stuck with massive. Doesn't look a lot, but that plays a lot in the costing of everything else. Those are all the tons of, you know, of, um, of systems. Social acceptability is much easier. It's a smaller plant. It starts to be human size. Okay. And, you know, I don't need six tons of raw material. I need six, uh, four, 4.5 tons. So I don't need to bring that many trucks of raw material in to come in. All those issues, we, th we thought them true in how to build a better process. And we're, we are building it, and every one of the parts are important. And the beauty of it, there's going to be a massive demand for the 2N silicone metal, which is the hardest one for the smelters to do. And for us, we've proven that we can do it basically using shit. 
So for everyone at home, it looks like you're lining up multiple streams of revenue. You're still going to be shooting for solar, but along with time, along the line, you've got 2N, low, low impurities, 4N, battery grade. Like, are you lining up a number of, of uh, different revenue streams here to come out of your... Yes. Because... Then the Gen 2? Yeah, yeah. I, I even saw a business case from uh, one of the big boys. And at the end, for them, it's difficult because it doesn't generate how can I say numbers that move the needle for a billion dollar year company? But they were presenting a business case where uh, there's a specific market for a material 3,500 ton per year, and it sells for twice or three times the, the price of what's selling. Okay. Well, those are the type of market niche that I can, I can attack specifically, get a high, much higher profit margin, and I'm the lowest cost producer. So that's what I'm looking for as we develop solar. Okay? I still believe that we will get in the solar part, but that's what it is. What people have to realize is metallurgy-grade silicon metal is an $8 billion a year business, 2.8 million tons, metric tons of material. Okay? I look at the numbers from lithium and everything else. They're not even close to the million yet. My market is already 2.8 million. Now, demand growth by the driven by 2N purity, which is used in solar as the raw material for the other producers, or as in chemical, medical, and all those type of fields, seems to be telling me there's going to be a need for an extra million ton of that material. Now, to feed that demand, investors have to, do I put money into 30,000 ton per year project of $300 million, okay? And if does there always be overbuild and then the prices go down? I have to shut down 30,000. So it's, it's all a lot of money. Yeah. Whereas you're, where you're saying is you're almost modular. You can start for 2,500, another 2,500, another 2,500. But you're able to do that. You can scale up, whereas the big boys can't scale down. I can scale. I can right size. All right. Right. We took the number of 5,000 ton, okay? If I probably went to 7,500 7, ton, I'd probably be cheaper than Mississippi Silicon. Okay? We went to 5,000 ton because when we started to take a look at those numbers, I was thinking solar, all right? 5,000 ton, you make, about, you make about one and a half gigawatt of solar energy. In the solar business, that's significant. The capacity of one, one and a half gigawatt of solar power. So that's how we came up to those numbers. So those numbers were designed where we were thinking solar, and then we suddenly discovered, wait a minute, there's, there's niche markets that we can attack. There's niche markets that are coming left, right, and centers to us where we're perfectly positioned, um, where we're going to be able to bring investors and, and, and our end buyers into our plant to show how we're moving up. And when they see our plant, you know, the only thing they have to visualize to see how it's going to be bigger is just think these things bigger. That's it. So last question for you, because... I think I, I've got 20 questions, but we got to be sensitive of time because this is awesome. Industry, safe to say that, but maybe it's not safe to say, but look, you're getting, you're, you're using some pretty bold language, your press releases. These things must be showing up on the search engines, searches of people who are in the industry around the world. You're using Mississippi Silicon in your press release. You're using back Silicon in your press release. Are you getting any attention from the industry yet? Anybody, you, know, you, you getting calls, you get noticed? Uh, I, I do get some small inklings from left, right and centers, but I think they're sort of like, they're sort of looking let's take a look and they're probably thinking it's going to listen, if they have been investing $300 million to buy a plant, I have a market cap of 20 million. They can wait till I have a market cap of $300 million before they can take a
it. That's the way they're thinking about it. Uh, that's not the way I'm thinking about it, but that's the way they're thinking about it. Um, and as you said, the industry is full of people who haven't succeeded, but they didn't have pyrogenesis as their partner. All right, Bernard, you know, from sunny California, you know, we thought it was that important to speak to you about this press. Oh, by the way, um, you, you got to issue a couple of clarifications. One Paul clarification, not a couple, one. By, by IROC, was that, did, any significance to all this or any, or? Um, yeah, actually, I think it's a great news because it's, I've always been sort of like an hybrid company. Like, am I a resource? Am I a technology company? My press release, how does it fit in? Uh, now I know where the border is. So as long as people realize that what I'm talking about when I talk about selling price, cost, and everything else, there's no correlation with my resources, which is anyway my business model. Okay, my business model is why should I waste money developing? Like, I have resources. I have properties that have the material. But I'm going to wait until... I have all the costing done to bother about doing, you know, the mining work. And, and, and what I've discovered, silicon metal is not, it's not your typical, like, you, you, you know, your green energy metal, which is vanadium, it's that they use, or cobalt and blah, blah. It's not. It's a, it's a transformed process. If you look at the reality of making silicon metal, okay, the real raw ingredient is carbon. No, I'm not going to become a coal miner. The second, or the first one is electricity. Well, I'm not going to become an electricity producer. So the quartz part is, it's there, um, but it's not our focus. And I think it's the, it's, the, it's the way it should be done when you're developing a technology. You should focus on finding a way of moving and scaling up. So that's All right. So well, if it finally tells me what, Boundaries of what I can discuss. I knew what I could discuss, but now, now I know where it is. I feel very comfortable. I think it's going to allow me to be even more daring in my next press release. So last, last question. The great thing about 2019, Bernard, is you've been moving the ball along really nicely. We keep, keep putting on news. We have these interviews where you're moving the ball along. So what is the next, you know, we're sitting here in July, the you know, 15th, 16th, 16th. What is the next, the, what does the rest of the year look like? Which I would be looking forward to. Acceleration of the uh, of the news flow. It's just normal. It's it's the normal he and way of of a company developing a technology. Okay? Until your pilot plant is operational, there's a phase that is you know we're doing engineering design, we're doing engineering studies, we're doing discussion, we're doing um, marketing studies, and all those type of things. So that really plays into it now now it's getting pretty closer you know it's like we started the construction bill i just went last week to visit what it looks like we have a beautiful three thousand square foot plant within the plant at pyrogenesis um and i think that's going to become a um you know a very busy place where investors are going to want to come and take a look at it and everything else of course you can't come in there without signing tons of ndas and no pictures are allowed I'll be there. So get an NDA ready for us because when we're ready, we're, we want to be there, you know, doing some kind of on-site, uh, you know, webcast. Well, it's it's, it's going to be on-site webcast outside. Yeah. Nothing, nothing inside. Or or we might go back to the beautiful to the beautiful power, power thing we did last time with Peter. <laughs> All right, Bernard, thanks for joining us, my friend. Congratulations on another, uh, you know, great announcement. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens with this pilot plant because this looks like it's 
safe to say the most exciting, the next six to nine months could be the most exciting six to nine months of this company's history, no? I believe so. You've been watching Bernard Tudial, Chairman and CEO of HPQ Silicon, the company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol HPQ, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under UGE. Now, you've heard what Bernard has to say. Go do more due diligence. This is really marked for the people who haven't really heard of the HPQ story before. For those of you who do, the loyal followers, you've got to feel happy, and you know now you're up to date. But for the rest of you, get to Agoracom, punch in the company's name or stock symbol, read the profile information where we summarize all this for you, watch the previous videos to see how Bernard's been moving the ball along, and then when you have questions, because you will, post them to the forum, and Bernard and his team will be answering them, especially Bernard, who answers most of the questions directly, and that should be a big sign of confidence for everybody when the CEO is actually uh, uh, fully accessible and answering directly. So thanks for joining us. Have a fantastic day. See you next time.